Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Welcome back to our Principles and Practice Podcast. Today, our special guest is Brenda McMenamin. Jesus saved Brenda in 1982, and her life was immediately and continually transformed by His grace. Welcome to our show, Brenda. It's delightful to have you here. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's really exciting. People don't know yet, but we met this past summer at the Foundation for American Christian Education. And that was really an exciting time. And my daughter and I were very excited to meet you and get to know you a bit. Yes. And y'all encouraged me so much, especially the relationship that y'all have and the zeal that you have for the word and his work and homeschooling. It's really been a fun adventure, hasn't it? It has been. I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) (laughs) So Brenda, tell us about yourself and your family. Well, I had a wonderful upbringing, but it was not biblically based. So I was planning to not ever get married, not have children. And then I had a great grandmother that gave her 16 great grandchildren a Bible and asked us to read a verse a day in memory of her. And when I started reading the word, I loved it. And I began to read book after book. And then I literally found the salvation message (laughs) Mm. in a book. And so I gave my life to the Lord and he started working in my heart so that I got married. I had children and I got connected with a homeschooling community. So I got to do all of that. And I praise God because I can't even imagine what my life would have been like if I had lived according to my own plan. And he's just given me such a beautiful, happy life with my four children. And and the uh, homeschooling experience was a treasure to Mm -hmm. me. So I'm just so, so grateful. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So did you find that you kind of grew alongside with your children in your learning or? Absolutely. And, and that's, it, that's such a good way to put it because otherwise, like when I was first trying to act like I knew everything and, you know, be the expert, I, it was just so much pressure. But then when I began to relax and let my heavenly father teach me as I was teaching my children so that I literally was learning with them, mm-hmm. It changed the dynamic and I was able to just relax and have a wonderful time and enjoy the learning experience with them. Now, that's really a gift to our children where we can just relax and enjoy it. And then it becomes more alive in us so that we can be that living textbook for them that they need. Yes, it's so beautiful. And you know, when it talks in Deuteronomy 4, Four, where the Lord is calling parents to teach their children. Uh, and, and again, in uh, Deuteronomy 6, that word in the original Hebrew about teaching is also the word for learning, which is mm. so phenomenal. And when I really got a hold of that, I was able to realize that I could learn while I was teaching and let God teach me so I could teach my children. And it's yeah. a beautiful life. 
Yeah. Oh, amen. And you know, when I hear you talking about how teaching and learning, they're connected. There's no separation there. He also uses our, uses our children to teach us so many things. Yes. And that really enhances and enriches the relationship, I think, for both the parent and the child. Yes. Yeah. And it's so funny when we see things in our children and we start seeking the Lord and we realize they're getting it from us. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good and bad, but it's a refining process, but it's not like it's a bad thing. It's, it's um, amazing. You know, once we relax and just let God teach us, it's just, um, it makes the whole experience so beautiful. Yes, I agree. How and when did you learn about the principal approach, method, and philosophy of education? I heard about the Red Books and the whole principal approach in the early 80s. It must have been about 1982 to 1984, somewhere in there, because the church I was attending was going to have an FACE school. So we had the red books and we had the rudiments when that was a red book. I don't know if you ever had that copy of it, but it was a paperback with a red and then the beautiful gold embossing on the front. And we went through that as a church and had somebody from face come down and get us started. And I really caught the vision. My church decided to go a different route. So for, I know for several years, I had to put it aside, but I'd still get into the books on occasion and read and just absolutely loved learning our history from original documents and learning Rosalie Slater's insight on how the founding fathers learned. I just, I loved it. And so then years later, after I was homeschooling my children, so this must've been in the nineties, I met Peggy Coven at a homeschooling seminar. And so she kind of took me under her wing and helped me. And Carol Adams would come down on occasion. And so it was definitely a a, a mentorship from those that had gone before and already had a foundation laid in them and then turned around and reached out to those that were just coming in. That's a beautiful timeline. I'm jotting it down while you're talking and seeing God's providence in that. And so did you start homeschooling your children from the start or? I did. I did. My son, my oldest was born in 1985 and I just found myself in a homeschooling community. And so I had a lot of help. The church that I went to taught a lot of marriage classes and parenting classes and um financial classes and so we had a good foundation laid in us that helped us homeschool but they had chosen this other method and it was really difficult for me to submit to that even though I loved and respected the leadership in that church when I had another vision so I really had to trust God for several years and then eventually I was released to used whatever curriculum I wanted and was able to go more and more into the principal approach. Do you mind sharing about how that looked for you? Because you're saying that you didn't use the curriculum that the Foundation for American Christian Education offers, 
but yet you still applied the method and philosophy to the curriculum that you were using? What did that look like? I think for me, no matter what I was teaching, I tried to start in the word of God and search for the scriptures that dealt with the subject that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I eventually got every one of their subject guides. And so that was a tremendous help. And especially at the beginning of the year, like through the summer, every summer, I would analyze each one of my children. I spent the whole, the whole summer preparing for the fall, preparing for the next year. And I was very, I just loved it. it to me, that was not laborious. That was so much fun to uh, kind of learn how to be a better teacher and prepare for the fall. So I would find the biblical foundation of math and have a real strong start, no matter what curriculum I was using for the actual um, progression of it. I would start in the Bible. I would start with history um, for each one of the subjects. And then with the history, I would just gather all the children together and read to them but then as the children got older, because my children are so spread out, I would have the older ones write an essay. I'd have the younger ones write a good, strong um, paragraph. And then the younger ones write a good, strong sentence. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then eventually work them up, you know, um, as they were learning how to produce, you know, with their education. They were learning, but then I'd want them to produce something uh, on a daily basis in each subject. So I could do that and still use whatever curriculum I was required to do. Um, and then when I could do whatever I wanted, then I, uh, it took me a while to transition. I don't know if I ever really uh, used the principal approach in math as much as I wanted, but I found an eighth grade workbook that reviewed everything that they had been taught up to eighth grade. And so that was really fun to get into each one of the addition, the subtraction, the multiplication, the division, the beginning of algebra, and really search the scripture using the, um, what is it, the, the GACE Guide to American Christian Education. That has some really good lessons for math. Um, oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Rose. Rose? Yes. yes, yes. I can't remember his first name, but James. Is that, yes, yes. James Rose and uh, Catherine Dang has some really good principles. And so I just began to really get connected with different people that had gone ahead to kind of lay down a foundation of my children. But the um, English, I took the guide and took it apart and used the actual guide to teach English. We went through that guide in a whole year. And I just kind of took my halo off and said, children, I'm going to learn this with you. <laughs> and we had a blast. We had such a, a good time in going from page one all the way through it to the, to the other end. And they watched me create a notebook as I was teaching them. And they created their own notebooks. I literally took that guide apart, got a loose leaf notebook binder, punched holes in the guide and, and went through it like that. And now I've got this beautiful uh, resource that I can use going forward. Oh, that, 
that's inspiring. I had not thought about dismantling the book and putting it in a binder and then just going along and filing my own work behind the pages of it. Yes. That's inspiring. That's what I did. And I found some really neat resources to stick in there to supplement things. But hmm. the, the whole, I mean, that is such a good, it was such a good guide for me because English was not really a subject that I was really good at. So I was very hungry to learn. And when they teach how to write a good sentence and then use sentences to write a good paragraph, and then using good paragraphs to write a good essay. That was a revelation <laughs> to me. It was really helpful. So did you end up grading their essays and paragraphs or how did you handle that? I did. And I probably could have graded more effectively. I actually had one of my students tell me that, what is that really good English um, curriculum that's is it IEW? Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? I am. Yeah. Because that's been highly recommended. And um, when my children graduated, there were a few years that I did different things. And then I was invited to teach at a homeschool co-op. And so when I did that, I was kind of forced into grading more formally and I could tell the students that had gone through that course and which hadn't because they could write mm. really, really well. And mm -hmm. so I um, at some point, I'm probably going to go through, <laughs> through that. I don't know. I think I'm an eternal student. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> yes. So that's yes. great. Aw. Yes. Okay. One other question about the essays. Did you have your students do the word studies and find the principles on their own and incorporate them in their essays? I did. I did. I loved those word studies. And sometimes I'd do one and share it with them and then assign them the same study or, uh, you know, kind of use that as a model and ask them to do others. But that word study process, especially because people that do not love God have usurped so much of our education and have redefined words mm -hmm. that has put us in quite a dilemma because sometimes we speak with people and we think we're on the same page and we can realize we're not on the same page at all. Words that we love dearly, they've redefined mm -hmm. and we recapture our language and bring back the uh, the true definitions and the biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not grow up with the perspective that a, a part of the dominion mandate would be to have dominion over the language as well. Yes. And making sure that we're stewards of it and its biblical meaning. That is so important. Yeah. So how would you describe how the principal approach has impacted you personally? I hated history and government in high school, in school. I don't even remember what I learned, literally. And when I got to learn using the principal approach and studying from original documents and seeing the miracles that God did 
in the founding of this nation and the the virtue and the character of our founders, I I would just get so inspired. And I remember at times I would just, I'd be on the floor crying over what we've lost and praying like Daniel did for the nation of Israel in Daniel, Daniel 7 or Daniel 9. I think Daniel 9, where he intercedes for his nation. Um, mm-hmm. And I find myself doing that just from reading history from original documents. And so I have such a passion to be part of the reformation in this nation so that our children in general, because, you know, I know that I'm, I've laid a good foundation to my children and I see them walking in that truth and that delights me, but they, my children have said to me, mom, you've got to go in the community and reach out because so Mm -hmm. many of the parents, they just, they don't even know to teach this to their children. And so it's, it's really had quite an impact on me being able to learn this way. Mm-hmm. And so what are you doing? Tell us about that. You have your website, teachinghistory.com. Is that the right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's three words combined, teachinghisstory.com. And so what I did when I taught at this co-op is I got to teach the high school histories. I taught ancient history, American history, American government and economics, those three courses that I taught the literature that goes with them. So I have those syllabus for people. I have the teaching videos. I'm still writing the history books because what I was having my students do is go to these different links online, but sometimes they had been disabled. And so I'm compiling that into three quarters for the students. And I've completed my first one. I'm literally two weeks away on my second one. And my third one is almost finished also. So that'll be my goal is to have all those finished by the end of the year. And I'm, I'm right on target for that. Um, and so that is online on demand. I can still pull students together if they want interaction or have individual tutoring. But the Lord just seems to have shifted me. I got a phone call a few months ago from Dan Smithwick of Nehemiah Institute, mm-hmm. which we got to meet in uh, at FACE in Virginia yes. Beach, Virginia this summer. And he called me. He's a Floridian also. And he asked me, uh, in fact, Carrie's the one that says, you know, you two should get together and start reaching out to pastors in Florida. So he calls me, he said, Carrie said, we should do this thing. <laughs> and What has blessed me is that I got invited to a meeting a few years ago, and I I remember sitting in that meeting thinking, what am I doing here? I'm not a pastor. It was a meeting of pastors, and I heard them reach out to the people that had gathered them all together and say, "We are losing our children." We and they were they were almost in tears. These men of God. Hmm. saying we're losing our children, help us to, to give them the faith. They're losing their faith. And I just remember thinking at the time, they aren't making the connection mm-hmm. between sending families to the public school system and then losing them when they're in their early adulthood. They, they didn't see the connection. 
So when I got to work with Dan, I gathered up those same pastors and he came in and shared his experience and his peers test, which is a biblical worldview assessment. And I just got out of the way and watched Dan minister to them. Mm-hmm. And he has the answers that they've been seeking for. And he's just anointed by God to reach them. Mm-hmm. And so now, so we had our first kingdom seminar in the middle of the city, just north of us. And we had this church, uh, there were about 120 people came and Dan gave the message. And these young people had excellent questions and they almost bought every book that Dan brought on biblical worldview education. It was phenomenal. And so this is what I get to do. I get to mm-hmm. connect local pastors and Christian leaders with Dan. I've had several pastors now ask me to come in and mm-hmm. work with their congregation to give them options. It's just amazing. This is really huge. I know that in talking with several pastors in our area, there's a hesitation with addressing, you know, what it is that's pulling our children away because they have either congregants who send their children to a government school or, well, and or they have a lot of congregants that are teaching in the government school. And so they don't want to step on any toes is how they feel, which I, I can understand, but I think that there's you know, a way to speak the truth in love to help people see what it is that's happening and then the effect that it's not only having on the individuals, but in a way, it also seems that what the children bring home and are teaching, they're basically teaching their parents in discussions what they're learning in school. And then the parents are getting pulled into some of that too, especially if it's emotion-based. Yes. I think we see that with a lot of the current events that have happened this year. And then, and then, so the whole family starting to get, in a sense, discipled away from some of the, of the truths of the word of God. Anyway, so I see those concerns. And then um, I just, I wish I knew how to help pastors to see and, and help them to have the courage that it takes to step up and speak that truth and love because so much is at stake and just one thing leads to another when you have a divergence there you could take one road and it'll lead to liberty for the individual and the nation and then you have that other road that you know if you're worried about walking on eggshells then you're going to be losing individuals and like spiritually they're going to go down a wrong path as we've seen and then um that negatively impacts the nation as a whole too. Yes. Yes. And I think Dan's biblical worldview assessment that peers test helps pastors see it. And I, I, I will put together a package for you to pray over just what we're using here, because I've got some videos of Dan now, and there's some resources on his website, but I think What really helps me with this is to realize it's a new day. God's mercy and his grace upon this nation is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And he is so with us. And if we realize that we started going astray literally in the early 1800s, that helps me be more patient 
realizing, okay, it's, it's going to take a generation to turn this around. And then we're not so anxious. We're able to pray over individuals. We're able to pray over situations and seek the Lord and ask for strategy and realize that it's going to be little by little and line upon line. And when we can have a lot of grace with people and meet them where they are, Mm -hmm. then they don't feel pressured. We don't feel anxious, but we, I mean, I'm just seeing miracles that God's doing things that I never really thought that I'd see (laughs) God's doing it. This pastor that he doesn't even know me. He lives uh, a half hour north and he called me the other day and he just began to share. They don't have very many families in their church, but he wants to start looking at options and he wants me to come in and gather the leadership of his church. I just, I can't believe <laughs> that God's using me for that, but he's so happy to find somebody outside the congregation to come in. And that's what I'm finding among pastors is once the Holy Spirit is working in their heart, they see the problem. They want the solution, but they're not quite sure how to get from here to there. Then God is able to just connect us and flow through us in spite of ourselves to bring a vision and I know that God's probably going to work differently in every one of these churches. You know, they might Mm -hmm. homeschool, they might do a co-op, they might just start seeing truth in the word of God and be able to teach and then let their congregation be led by the Holy Spirit. However, he leads them individually. They might start a school. There's just so many different options that they have. And I think once we lay that foundation for them, then they can start making the right decisions and start heading in the right direction. That is a great encouragement and testimony. I'm so glad you shared that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yes, I would really appreciate the packet that you're offering. If other people, if our listeners are interested in it too, can they just contact you and, and request one or? Yes. Yes. I am changing my email system. I have had MailChimp and I had a sign up on my website. I have somebody that's supposed to get it to me today where there will be a sign up on brendamcminiman.com and then they can get on my email list. And this is something I'm going to start a whole new series of blogs on education and how to reach out. And I think one of the game changers for me this summer is I went to uh a conference called rescuing our children. And yes, I did not think I could be shocked. That's with Alex Newman, right? Yes. Yes. And, and Ray Moore. And there were several different people and it exposed uh, Rebecca Friedrich exposed what's happening in the public school system. And I, I, Oh my goodness. it, It, again, I just didn't think I could be shocked. But what came out of that is I felt like the Holy Spirit showed me. Remember when uh, King Balak was trying to get Balaam to curse Israel Mm -hmm. and God told Balaam, do not. Well, Balaam told King Balak, but if you get them sexually active, they will turn away from God. And that's what's going on in the public school system. When Rebecca shared what's going on in this sex ed And what they do is they know most teachers won't 
teach that. So they're having Planned Parenthood come in, just getting the teachers out of the way right? and teaching. I mean, by the grace of God, we can rescue our children from whatever. But if we don't even know that that's going on, mm-hmm. our children are being stolen from mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and their innocence ripped off. And it is putting them on a path that is stealing their their relationship with God. And you could go ahead. I was going to say, even the concern is if parents even can opt their children out of those, um, you know, classes that end up having Planned Parenthood in them, there's still the concern of what their children will be exposed to by the students who sat in those classes that also corrupts their character. And presently they cannot opt out in California. I don't know if that's how it is in every state, but my concern is most parents don't even know mm-hmm. that their children are being exposed to this. Mm-hmm. And it's shocking what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I, I did not think I could be shocked. And um, but I can put that link in that package too, because they have it very well organized where you can go to this one website and it's got the different issues that were addressed, and parents can just um, but I, I would urge anyone whose children are in the public school system. You have got to watch that. You cannot be ignorant of what's going on in the public school system. I know very few parents who are really equipping their children to be able to handle that. And most of them have no idea what their children are facing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you meant to go that way. (laughs) No, yeah, that's fine. No, that's important. I think it ties in nicely with, you know, what you were saying, Dan Smithwick is working toward and the concerns that pastors are starting to have. Yes. Um, so we're running out of time, which this goes by too fast always. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have two websites, it sounds like. You have teachinghistory.com yes. and brendamcmenamin.com. Yes, and probably teaching his story is easier to find if you don't have my name spelled out in front of you. But either one will, will, um, you'll be able to reach me. And, and which, what's the difference between the two? Uh, Brenda McMenamin is just kind of all the different things that I do. And that's where my blog is going to be. Teaching his story is literally the biblical worldview classes that I offer. Okay. And then do you have any social media platforms that people can follow you on? I'm rebuilding that right now, but if they search for Dr. Brenda Mack, so it's just D-R-B-R-E-N-D-A-M-A-C, they can find me on Parlor, on MeWe, and then I'll be building from there. Okay, excellent. And is there anything else that you want to say at the end? Do you have any specific principal approach resources from other uh, people that you would like to recommend or anything that I recommend is going to be on my, my site. Okay. So I would encourage your listeners to just go to those. What I'd like to close with though, if I may just speak to parents, you know, because I wasn't going to get married and I wasn't going to have children, it made me very dependent on the Lord And I would just stress to parents, we are simply stewards, but we are stewards. We will face Jesus Christ all by ourselves, each one of us, and give an account to how we stewarded each one of our children. Mm -hmm. It's a very heavy responsibility, but 
I don't mean it to be heavy, like it's burdensome because it's delightful. Mm -hmm. And so I would just urge parents to get down on their knees and ask God to help them and then enjoy the journey, the process, the relationship, the delightfulness of children. It is such a joy uh, to raise your children in the Lord. And if you feel like you haven't done it correctly up until now, God gives us fresh starts. He is so faithful to redeem and renew and refresh and to glorify him. He will bring his glory into whatever circumstance we're presently in. Amen. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and share what's on your heart. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. It's always a delight to visit with you, Heather. I just thank you for living the life and being such a, a beacon of hope and love to show us what a biblical worldview family um, and homeschooling experience looks like. I just learned so much from you every time I get to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you, Heather. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com. Check out our shop and our blog. And you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles. Also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His glory. <laughs>